All right, welcome into episode six of Without a Mic podcast with Roger and Spencer. Uh, we've been doing a lot of reviews lately, and this is something that we both talked about and feel passionate about. We really wanted to do sort of a mid-month update, um, sort of news in the industry for both film, movies, TV, as well as um, sort of recommendations, things we've been watching, um, anything that might interest you guys. Um, and as always, if you have any suggestions or feedback, or if there's more you want to know about, let us know in the comments. And we're super happy to take your feedback and implement that into the show. Yeah, I mean, something that we kind of discussed and, you know, something that we are intrigued by is we look at industry news, you know, we look at industry updates, we, you know, on our free time, we'll watch videos on YouTube, we'll watch videos on IMDb. And I figured, or I guess we, you know, we both figured that there are so many movie fans and film fans and TV fans out there that want the same or do the same. And so we figured it'd be worth sharing. So we we wanted to list out, we actually have the Golden Globe winners. So we're at, we'll, we'll discuss those first because I think that's that's really big news as we're heading into Oscar season. Yep. Um, and then we have a couple news points that we'll share and then we'll actually cap the video with some recommendations for film and TV that Roger and I are currently taking part in. We give that. Should we rock? Let's do it. Let's get started. Give us the Golden All Globe right. winners. So, Golden Globe winners. I, I actually couldn't believe how like fast everything came up. I was like, wow, the Golden Globes already happened, and it's a little bit unfortunate with COVID um, that once again it was it was done digitally. Um, so mm -hmm. it was it was a virtual event, but I was impressed with what I I saw the winners, and and I was a little surprised in certain areas. So we'll just start it off. So the 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 winner for motion picture drama was the power of the dog mm -hmm. have you seen that film it's on my list it's in my netflix queue it's my next movie to watch yeah so i'm about 70 percent in um, okay and i say i say that because you know I, I decided to turn it on and i was kind of like i don't know i was i was a little bit mentally tired from a work day and and I really, I stopped it because I was like, I want to actually focus on this this film and not just let it slide. But sure. from what I saw, it's, it's extremely gritty. It's authentic. Um, but you could see the method acting coming out of Benedict Cumberbatch, which was actually discussed from the film. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy for them. And I'm excited to see it. So, And this one's actually on Netflix. So if you aren't filling up to the theaters and you want to watch it at home, it is on Netflix. So yep. another yep. plus. So the power of the dog um and then motion picture winner for musical or comedy was west side story did you end up seeing that one i still haven't seen this one um i know i've heard mixed reviews on it to be honest um you're, i know you weren't as big a fan of it um but you also haven't seen the original and neither have i so um i can't offer any input on that one yeah, I think I think what got me with West Side Story is you obviously have the Steven Spielberg beautiful set. Everything was beautiful mm -hmm. about it, you know, and the acting wasn't necessarily bad. I just felt like it underwhelmed me compared to the authenticity of Tick, Tick, Boom. And so mm -hmm. if I didn't see Tick, Tick, Boom, I actually wonder how I would have felt watching this this movie. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, I was a little bit disappointed. You know, you and I have mutual friends who absolutely loved the film because they're in theater. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're, a, you know, a theater buff or you love musicals, I think you'll probably enjoy this movie. So that's probably pretty right. fair. Best motion picture animated um, Encanto. I think that's how you say it. Encanto. Yep. Encanto. En Encanto. 
Yeah, I actually didn't see this one, but I heard great, great things. Yeah, this one isn't a surprise just from what I've seen on people commenting and the feedback from it. Um, people just love it. You know, my my nieces and nephew, uh, they're watching it on repeat type thing. Um, but I think this one's really cool. It's if you don't know much about it, it's sort of a the premise is that there's this family of people that have superpowers sort of or like a gift per se. And um, the main character is this girl who doesn't have one. And so it's kind of about her finding her place and they all have like insecurities and problems and things like that. So it really showcases, you know, kind of, okay, well, if you're super strong, maybe you get all the burdens put on you. So how do you cope with that? You know, that's stressful. That's, that gives you anxiety, you know, depression, things like that. So it's really, I think that's why a lot of people identify with it. I think, um, you know, I think we all are going through some form of depression, anxiety, you know, struggling and, uh, and Kanto really puts that in the limelight and shows like, yeah, you can have all these cool things about you, but behind the curtain, these are some of the struggles that people go with on a daily basis, regardless of how important or powerful or, or not powerful they are. So, yeah, that's a good point, man. I actually, so one thing I've noticed with Disney films and not like they haven't had this before, but they're bringing so much more real life emotion, real life meaning to, you know, their characters. So though it's still animated and it's still perfect children's, you know, movie, they, they pull these real life aspects out and share that. And I really admire that about them. One thing that I, I have as a note for this film is how impressive is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like he's, Mm -hmm. he's involved with everything right now. So apparently he wrote the, he wrote the music for Encanto uh, eight years ago. And because of that, he rewrote the music because he's like, I'm a better songwriter now. I can do a lot better. And so he wrote the music for Encanto. He's writing the music for um, Little Mermaid. I don't know if he's produ- doing any production work or directorial work with Little Mermaid, but I know he's doing all the music for them. And he just came out with Tick, Tick, Boom. So he's kind of got himself in quite a nice spot with Disney and, you know, Encanto just sounded incredible. So I need to get to it for sure. Yeah, this is, this will be, I'll recommend it again later, but this is one I recommend if you have Disney plus and and you're looking for something to watch on a weeknight or this weekend, I would highly recommend this one. You're calling me out, man. All right. I see how it is. Um, Perfect. So TV, TV series drama. Um, I've heard a lot about this one and I still, and I also haven't seen it. Um, I believe it's on HBO max succession. Um, if, if you've ever heard or, or watched it, I haven't, but I mean, have you heard anything about this, this TV show? Yeah. So I've heard about this one. Um, disclaimer, I have not seen it, but uh, that doesn't surprise me. I've heard, I know people have buzzed about it and things like that. So um, it's one of those power, political, you know, money sort of, it, it kind of reminds me from what I've heard a little bit of sort of the Peaky Blinders vibe. Okay. You know, okay. You've got a family that's sort of influencing and maybe not the most legal way, uh, things around them. So that's, that's all I really know about it, but doesn't surprise me. I think the one thing, and maybe I just, you know, need to figure out the way that they judge these and whatnot, but. I was a little surprised and I haven't seen this one either, but I mean, what about squid games? You know, they broke almost every record known, you know, to happen and they didn't win. So I'm, I'm just curious, you know, does that play a role at all? The fact that, you know, a series enticed so many viewers or is it really just come down to the authenticity of the story and the series itself? 
Well, have you seen Squid Games? I haven't. No. Oh, oh. Well, in that case, I would recommend that one too. <laughs> I'd recommend that one, but um, <laughs> that one I think it has a special place in history just because it was high Netflix high, most watched production they put out. Um, the writer for it had it. I think it was something like ten years, ten or more years that he had the script. Wow. And was trying to get it someone to make it and everyone said no it sucks we don't want it and he finally got through with netflix and now it's you know just shattered everything and they've greenlit it for a season two um but there's it's it's not a show where you sit through watch it and you're like no oh, that was interesting and you move on there's a lot i mean you can but there's a lot going on behind the scenes um a lot of deeper meaning um and it really like shines a light on humanity and sort of the dynamics of humanity so it's I think I personally would have picked that to win um, just because I, I think it's unique. Uh, but at the same time, from what I've heard of succession, I, it, it sounds like that's a worthy winner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to watch both of them. Um, this, so best TV series, musical or comedy um, hacks, H A C K S. I've actually never heard of this um, Me either. TV series. So I don't really have much to say on it besides the fact that, if it's a comedy, I think I'd be a little bit more inclined to watch it. If it's a musical, I don't know how I'd feel about a TV series as a musical. I kind of like my hour and a half or two hours max of a musical, yeah. um, you know, as a as a film or TV show. But apart from that, I don't really have much to say on hacks. Me either. Cool. All right. So director for, yeah, best director for motion picture, drama, Jane Campion. So for the power of the dog, that doesn't surprise mm -hmm. me. I mean, it, it, you know, it won best picture. I assume that the director is going to be tied to it. It doesn't happen pretty often that they separate those, but you know, you, you never know. Things might change. All right. Uh, best actor in a motion picture, Nicole Kidman uh, being the Ricardos. I, I mean, I, I listened to uh, another podcast, actually variety, the circuit awards and she is uh, like crazy from this performance so wow. i'm i'm kind of excited to bring around to being the ricardos i don't know where the being the ricardos is on or if it's in theaters or where it's at right now but look that's up. definitely one that i'm intrigued by um especially because nicole kidman's kind of you know not only looks wise because she looks great but i feel like her acting ability is aging like fine wine i mean she's getting better almost as she's getting older, you know, oh, whereas like all Street. I really, yeah, exactly. I mean, all I knew about Nicole Kidman back in the day was she was in Batman and not one mm -hmm. of the good ones either, you know? So <laughs> that's right, you know, with Val Kilmer. And so seeing her in these roles and, you know, these awesome roles, I don't know if you've ever seen Lion or if we've talked about Lion on our podcast, but I mean, it's, that's such an authentic film and she's so great. So I assume that she portrays a lot of really good emotion. She's she's uh, Lucille Ball in that movie. That's who she's portraying. From I Love Lucy. Yeah. Okay. That's what the movie's yeah, so about. I, interesting. Yeah. So I know J.K. Simmons is in this as well. Which, if you don't know, he plays J. Jonah Jameson from the Spider-Man movies. And Javier Bardem's in it did. too. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. So he's Desi. Oh, is he is he the love interest? Mm -hmm. Javier. Okay. Yep. Yes. I, okay. So this is on Amazon then, right? uh let's see it is it is on amazon prime video yeah okay i've seen it i've seen like the the cover image for it so that's okay that's good that's good to know that's all, probably a great recommendation i know you and i probably both haven't seen it so 
I have I not. Would, I'd probably take a, take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, best actress in a motion picture musical or comedy, Rachel Zegler from West Side Story. Um, she's kind of an intriguing one. I mean, this is kind of her debut. I think she was 17 when she was filming this. Um, so she, this is, you know, and with 30,000 uh, females who were trying to get cast as the female lead in West Side Story, she's the one who walked away with it. And now she's being portrayed as Snow White in the new Snow White adaptation. So I, I feel like she has a pretty good future um she did she did great you know I, I mean for her role i wasn't a huge fan of the movie but i thought she did really well and then we have best actor in a motion picture uh will smith king richard king um, Richard. yeah i mean i figured it was going to be between him I mean, at least for the oscars i thought it was going to be between him and uh andrew garfield from tick tick boom Mm -hmm. And he did a great job. You know, I kind of have my own um, perception of winning best actor. And to, in my opinion, I think it's hard to give somebody a nod over somebody else if they're portraying somebody who's real, you know, who you can actually mimic their, their expressions or their body language compared mm -hmm. to somebody who's portraying a completely original character. But with that being said, Will Smith did phenomenal. That's another one I have to see. Um, is that one was that one in theater or was that available through a streaming service as well? Uh, both uh, HBO Max is okay. where I saw it. Yeah, so I, I saw it at home. Um, honestly, whether I think if you're an overall sports fan, you'll like kind of the story because I, I forgot his name, but it also has the the individual who plays the Punisher on Netflix, and he's really oh. good. Um, and they just did a really good job with the whole film, as you know, collectively. And then best actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, um, Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom. So <laughs> I, once again, you know, I think that's where it's going to come down to with the Oscars is between the two of them. If you haven't seen tick, tick, boom, I'm not a musical person, but that movie, it, it, it moved me, man. Like it was, it was so well done and he's just very, you know, he's incredible. So any, any thoughts on those two, Will Smith and Andrew Garfield? I mean, I love Andrew Garfield, you know, especially with him sort of coming back into the limelight after doing Spider-Man. I think um, hopefully that will get more people to watch this movie. I haven't seen it yet, but it's right behind the power of the dog on my list of movies to watch. So that one also is on Netflix. Um, so if you're looking for something to watch this weekend, uh, check, check that out as well. Well, and that's, that's the upside with streaming platforms is most of, I mean, I'd honestly say probably 80 or 90% of the nominees, if you look at the nominee list, they're all mm -hmm. streaming platforms. And so there's a huge chance that you'll have these options available to you if you simply look at what's being nominated. So I think it's kind of cool. Uh, and then last For two, sure. um, you know, we have best score, Zimmer from Dune. That does not surprise me one bit. Well I deserved. thought that was the one one moving factor from that film collectively was his score. It was so unique. Mm -hmm. he, you know, like we mentioned from the the Dune review that we did, he made up straight. He made up a language and mm -hmm. and incorporated it with his his music, and it was so well done. I mean, Hans Zimmer's the best in the game, in my opinion. Yeah, honestly, and and we've. If you want to hear more about that and, and our thoughts on that movie, check out our, our one of our previous episodes. I believe it was episode three. 
uh, where we talk about our thoughts and feelings in a Dune review. Um, but a little side note from that is we both we both felt that was the best part of the movie. Um, and, and it's not something you would listen to just to put on in the background. It's 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 to be experienced with the film. Um, but in that context, it's fantastic. So highly recommend Dune um, for a cinematic experience as well as the uh, the score. Yeah. And then last one for the Golden Globe winners. And by the way, I, I only listed kind of the major ones. There are other ones like supporting cast that, you know, were definitely worth mentioning, but I just didn't want to take up the whole time mentioning them. So the last one was Best Original Song, which is No Time to Die from No Time to Die from Billie Eilish. And personally, I, I'm a huge, you know, favorite or fan favorite for um these intros to the james bond films mm -hmm. i like the i like that they keep the classic intros where they introduce the entire cast and they have this song that's very intimate with you know the animations that's you know that's happening and with this film i actually that's one of the best parts of the film in my opinion was the intro so i thought billy eilish did a great job yeah i'm I can remember most of those intros, you know, with Skyfall and, and the other songs. So that that's mm -hmm. become an iconic part of those movies for sure. Cool. All right, man. Let's get into some of these juicy news. That's what's happening in the film industry right now. Uh, yeah. Do you want to start? start? Us off? You... <laughs> Look at us. Great um, minds think alike. <laughs> so uh, mine, I'll, I'll start off. So this is this is uh, something that I'm excited about, but um tonight so we're filming this on monday um so if you listen to this after january 17th this won't be as much news but you can go back on youtube and watch it tonight they're dropping the moon night trailer for the the disney oh, plus show right. about oscar isaac's moon night um it'll be during the wild card round of the nfl tonight between the rams and the cardinals so if you're listening to it after this that trailer will be on youtube but if you're listening to it beforehand by some chance or if you time travel um, you can look forward to it tonight but this will be the first full look they posted a little clip on twitter about just sort of him getting in the costume really excited about this one um, brief synopsis on it um, oscar isaac's playing this character who has um, disassociative identity disorder and so he's sort of dealing with that as he tries to you know take on the cape and cowl and go out and and do good so really excited for this one coming to disney plus later this year um but the first major trailer is dropping tonight so look forward to that did was the voice because i've heard a voice portrayed by oscar isaac in like some type of a teaser was that was that from moon knight where he's I, a little bit unique with his voice yeah yeah he he has multiple personalities that he's dealing i believe it's three um in this character so he he does sort of fluctuate between the different voices and characters i believe so um i think we'll get more from the trailer but um th they have released a little snippet like a 40 second trailer so far um so we really don't know too much but i'm just projecting so yeah i mean from what i saw i mean i'm super intrigued by oscar isaac's inter you know kind of his adaptation of this character or i guess you know in his interpretation because his voice was so unique during this kind of quick teaser that they released mm -hmm. that it's unlike any Oscar Isaac film I've ever seen before or, or TV series for that case. Yeah. And he's, he's becoming known as a pretty versatile actor because, you know, he, 
I think his big break that most people saw him in was probably Star Wars, which, um, you know, I don't think it was the best use of his talents personally, but um, I think, you know, he did Dune, he's done this. Um, there's other films that he's been in and he's starting to get a name for himself as a fantastic actor, which he is. So I'm excited to see him portray a sort of a, you know, a flawed character with and and see how he portrays, you know, this affliction that he's dealing with. So um, while trying to, you know, reel it in because he has these powers. So he, you know, he has more consequences. So I think it'll be a really complicated and convoluted, you know, character that he portrays. And I think he'll do a great job. Cool, dude. I like That's good news. I totally read about that. And I, I forgot about that. So thanks for mentioning it. Yeah, um, all good. So the first, the, the first one that I have on my list is, uh, so Spider-Man No Way Home will become the fourth biggest movie at the U.S. box office. Um, and it's right now it's topping $1.6 billion worldwide. Um, currently right now in the U.S., it is behind um, Avatar, Avengers Endgame, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. So it's, it's going to move into fourth, topping uh, Black Panther. And then worldwide, it's currently sitting in eighth all time. So it's quite impressive. I mean, it, Spider-Man does need a, I believe it's over $200 million, $200 million domestically to get into first, which I don't think that will happen. And it needs, you know, a little bit less than 500 million, I believe, to get into first uh, worldwide. But regardless, in a, you know, pandemic situation that we're in, that is quite impressive from a superhero film. Yeah, uh, just not really surprising at all, to be honest. You know, it's, I think, like he's, like you mentioned, I think the pandemic plays a factor in how well it did. You know, obviously the other top three movies, none of them had to deal with um, COVID. So that that's influencing the numbers, I'm sure. Um, this actually leads sort of into my next um, point or, or little tidbit, but Spider-Man has been the number one movie in the box office since it came out until this past weekend. So for the first time since it came out, which was December 17th, so almost a full month, um, Scream has passed it as the number one movie in, in America in the box office. So I know you've seen it. I know you've got a review. Um, Spencer does written reviews, so check out his Scream review for a written review um, if you want to hear more about it. But um, that's, that's a testament to how well Spider-Man's done and also how many people are excited to see Scream? Yeah, I mean, think about how many good films have come out with Spider-Man, since Spider-Man, you know, that are still coming out and Spider-Man continues to top the, the box office. It's, it's quite impressive. And I think if Scream didn't have it, its kind of fan, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, fan attachment, you can call it, um, I, I bet Spider-Man would have, you know, topped it for a fourth week in a row. So that's good news. Yep. Uh, there is a new, uh, I, I actually loved reading this because I love the series, but there's a new Quiet Place spinoff that is, oh. uh, that just got announced. So um, it's, it's a spin, it's going to be a new film, uh, but it's going to be featuring another Quiet Place family during the same circumstances and situations as uh, John Krasinski and his family. So I think this is interesting. This was actually John Krasinski's idea and okay. they're, um, and I, I forgot his name, but they're bringing on a, a completely different director. So I think John Krasinski's taken a little bit of a backseat, uh, but I'm excited. I, I really enjoyed the first two films. I thought the second one 
lived up further than I thought it could have. And the fact that they're continuing this story with a different family and a different dynamic, I think that's going to bring a lot more diversity, I guess you can call it, because they're going to show you different people. If you've seen these films, there's only really ever, you know, <laughs> four to 20 people total in the entire film. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, the um, this is something that I actually wish they would have continued with World War Z, um, the zombie movie with yes. Brad Pitt. Yes. Um, cause the books were written like that. It was each book, there was a book series, but each book took the perspective of someone in a different country dealing with the same situation. So, um, really excited if they can take a quiet place. I mean, it's a, it's a really fascinating, you know, world that they've developed. And obviously through the first two movies, it's based around a character who's deaf, right? So, um, it, it has a, I think a special significance in that sense, but also, you know, taking someone else putting them in a different situation. Um, I think it would kind of be cool if they, if they, you know, put in someone who was, you know, had something else that they were, that made them special um, in a, in a unique way to deal with, you know, the, the creatures that they're facing. Um, so I think that could be a, a potential for some really cool storylines and, and also developing the world. Yeah. I think that's a good point, man. I think that's a great point. Um, what's, do you have one next on your list? Yeah, I've got one more. Um, mine, most of mine turned out to be Marvel related, but this one I just saw a couple days ago. Um, so you mentioned this with Spider-Man, but they actually went back and refilmed some some things um, just because they had time because of COVID. And I think that made the movie better. You mentioned uh, there's a scene with Happy and Peter Parker towards the end of the movie um, that wasn't in there originally. So they actually did the same thing with uh, Multiverse of Madness. So um, this past week, they finished all the additional filming for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So they made the movie, they went back and filmed some extra stuff. So everything they've done for the movie is now done. They're prepping it for production, and it will be coming out early in May of this year. So um, pretty, pretty exciting movie that we're both excited for. Yeah, dude, I actually, this is, this is the last quote unquote, you know, news bit that I had on my list, but I'll mention it now. Um, there was, and I don't know the validity of these reports, but I mean, I've seen it on multiple, but there are rumors of a leaked photo of uh, the, the MCU, Mr. Fantastic uh, for, and he's going to show up in the Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. And the reports were saying that it was John Krasinski. Um, and I know that that was like a fan, that was a fan favorite for so long. Like, hey, John Krasinski would be a perfect Mr. Fantastic. But the fact that these reports, you know, are now coming up and they're coming to surface and that John Krasinski is being linked to those reports. If that's the case, if it's true, if these reports are valid, I would be pretty stoked about that. I think John Krasinski would have been a great in the MCU. Um, he did try out for uh Captain America, obviously, nobody could have done it better than uh, uh, Chris Evans, but mm -hmm. I think this would be very interesting. Yeah, and to go along with that, originally, you know, the fans, I think this has been sort of a fan theory for a while, um, and there have been rumors about this, but nothing, of course, is confirmed. So they actually originally wanted him as Mr. Fantastic and Emily Blunt as the Invisible Woman. Yeah. Yep. So um, Marvel has teased fantastic four being redone by disney now it's no longer being done by fox which thank goodness but i think if um if they can get john krasinski and emily blunt to frontline that franchise 
I think that's the best chance it has to be revived and get people interested in it because the other ones have just been so bad. You know, they've just been mm-hmm. terrible, um, particularly the, the last one with Michael B. Jordan. Um, but, you know, just don't watch that. Do yourself, don't waste any time watching that movie. But um, <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, the Fantastic Four was the first Marvel story ever made it was the first comic they were the first characters ever made um before spider-man so the uh the implications of that if you can get a, a fantastic four series going with a successful frontlining um actor core acting group that gets people excited and gets them back into it i think that's a huge win for marvel yeah no i agree and i think you made a good point i think you know emily blunt from her time in jungle cruise and a quiet place and mary poppins she mm-hmm. has a very likable demeanor about her and then we don't sure. even need to get started on john krasinski he's such a likable person he's you know he's a fan favorite from you know the office from jack ryan you know he's done a great job with what he's doing and so i i did hear you know interesting rumors of uh seth rogan playing the thing um and so i, I just <laughs> i i don't want to say anything because i know you know disney and marvel they'll make a great call at whatever they do. They, they've been really good with the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see more as A, this Doctor Strange movie comes up, but B, as we move forward throughout the year. Um, yeah, so going on, uh, just, just kind of one thing to keep in mind um, as you are looking at streaming platforms and keep an eye on your bill, uh, Netflix prices have gone up. <laughs> that literally actually just got released today, I believe um so and they have different tiers i'm a little bit unfamiliar with their original tiers but just keep in mind a couple interesting disney plus uh series announcements uh that i think would be worth keeping an eye on uh santa claus series at disney plus is announced with tim allen so it looks like they're going to be furthering the story with from the original santa claus with tim allen and and making a series out of it which i think is kind of cool i didn't grow up personally watching those films I, I my family was more on like jingle all the way home alone but you know i've now since watched these films and they're definitely a fan favorite so i think that'll be a really good move from day plus um the other one is uh real steel so that's a series that's in early development at disney plus i in the report it didn't say anything about uh hugh jackman coming back but you know I hate to say this because I almost feel like it's blasphemous from how well this film was received, but I have not seen real steel and I've oh, really, just, I've heard, I've heard really, really good things about it. And so I'm intrigued to, to see if um, Hugh Jackman makes a return. Yeah. Uh, that's a fun one. It, it's, you know, it's one of those feel good ones. It's if you like transformers and rock'em sock'em robots and Hugh Jackman, then you'll like it. So um that's basically the premise of it but it's it's got those feel-good moments and sort of has that sports feel to it so um definitely a fun one sweet um and then last two bits of news and then we'll go on to uh, our recommendations for right now uh so it was clarified that betty white did um die from a stroke that she suffered six days prior so just for those who obviously loved betty white admired her her demeanor, her energy, uh, just a little bit of update there. And then the last one, which I'm excited for, and I know Roger is as well, because we both very much enjoy the Spider-Man um, into, the, you know, into the Spider-Verse movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of news on the, the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse film that will be coming out. Part one. The world's, 
Yeah, yeah. Part one is that the worlds that they that they'll showcase, you know, with the different universes, will all have their own art style, which I think is exceptionally uh, cool. Yeah. Because you know, I, the first one was already well done with their art scheming. But the fact that these will all have individual arts, so making you feel like you're actually in a separate world from the other, it's it's going to be quite eye-opening. So I'm very excited. Yeah, this is my front runner for for movie of the year for me. Uh, the one I'm most excited about. Um, I, I'm excited for Love and Thunder and Multiverse of Madness, but the this one is just a masterpiece. Like the first movie, each each Spider-Man had its own art style, so you. You were in Miles Morales's universe, but everyone else had brought their own art style. So continuing that with seeing them in their elements and a different art style is, I think, going to be fantastic. And just the music, the way that they did that movie, unbelievable. I'm super excited for that. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Well, let's go into recommendations, man. Are you uh, let's let's do a TV series and a film recommendation that you have right now. Yeah. So as far as tv series to watch um one that i think you'll recommend but that i'm interested in seeing is uh, i know euphoria season two is going on right now on on hbo max and i what i did with this was i tried to vary where these shows are coming from so that hopefully i can hit most people if you don't have all the streaming services i mean like you said netflix is raising the prices it can be pretty expensive so um yeah i just wanted to try to recommend something from a little bit of a spread from these different streaming platforms so that if you don't have one or you know don't have access to one you can find something you like so um euphoria hbo max um book of boba fett on disney plus um i've i've enjoyed it for the most part so far i think it's going to get better um and then on netflix um i've mentioned this before and this this continues to maintain a 100 rating on rotten tomatoes which i don't necessarily agree with rotten tomatoes all the time but i think in this case it's well deserved and that's arcane um a league of legends story on netflix mm, okay that's good that's some good calls right there i like that yeah two of them are ongoing so euphoria and, and book of boba fett they're a couple episodes in so if you watch those you'd just be catching up and then you'd have to wait for the weekly releases um, arcane is completely out 10 episodes um they're about 45 minutes each so that's about the cool. time yeah. commitment you'd expect. I think those are actually really good picks. Funny enough, I am currently watching Euphoria and Book of Boba Fett. And also I'll just kind of mention my own, you know, thought process on both of them. Yeah. Uh, Euphoria is ph- phenomenal. It is one of the, you know, it's exceptionally raw. So, you mm-hmm. know, you have to go into it with the right expectations. But, you know, people who don't understand why Zendaya is getting a lot of hype in the film world need to watch euphoria from the tv world and then i think they'll start to understand um it is i think more than anything the music and the energy and the camera work separates it they use a lot of vintage work they use a lot of lighting they use a lot of different like you know in in photography they call rgb so a lot of multi-light type scenarios and you really feel with these characters and so Definitely recommend Euphoria. Like Roger said, it come you know new episodes are coming out every Sunday night at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. But Book of Boba Fett, I'm only one episode in, but so okay. far, I, maybe I'm setting the the bar a little high because I really enjoyed Mandalorian. But so mm-hmm. far, I'm a little bit um, like underwhelmed. But I I think it's like you said, I think it will get better as I watch more. That's just how. 
like Mandalorian, you know, I think the first episode, I can't remember it, but I imagine that I was like, yeah, this is somewhat interesting. I kind of want to keep watching. And then as I kept watching, I got more engulfed into the series. And the fact that John, you know, Favreau or John Favreau, however you, you say it, you know, the fact that he wrote both of them, I trust his outlook. So I think that he'll do a great job with, with both of them. Yeah, um, I've, I'm caught up on the Mandal- on sorry, oh, I'm caught up on the Mandalorian, but also Book of Boba Fett. So there's three episodes out. Um, I think one thing that I, I think that they're doing here that they didn't do in the Mandalorian is because they've already introduced Boba Fett in the Mandalorian and sort of his character. They're taking a little bit more time to develop him and deal with, you know, it, it's not quite so fast paced and a ton of action. It's more about like building the, the character, building the man sort of. And so I think this is something that actually I think WandaVision did as well. They're developing Wanda Maximoff, the character, instead of like developing Scarlet Witch, the hero. And I think that's sort of mm-hmm. what's happening here. They're developing Boba Fett, the character, not so much Boba Fett, the, the infamous bounty hunter crime lord. Um, I think it might I think it'll pay off eventually, like I said, but I think I can appreciate that. You know, it's nice to not just have hack and slash all the time, but actually develop characters. So couple weird things in these recent episodes but overall i think um i think it's going in a good direction yeah i agree with that i actually and i i think you know and i've said this on you know previous podcasts but i think 2023 will be you know probably the one of the biggest years for film you know but i think 2022 will be one of the biggest years for television for tv shows and tv series because we have a lot of big series coming out with you know final seasons you have ozark coming out which i don't know if it's going to be the final season but you have peaky blinders you have stranger things you have you know many of these old not old but kind of fan favorites from a couple years ago that are finally bringing back their content so no i'm not currently watching ozark and i'm not currently watching peaky blinders but those are two series that i i pretty much live and die by with netflix and so since they are releasing new seasons I recommend if you like, you know, the gritty, you know, kind of like you said, the gritty taste of like succession, you know, I, I recommend watching Peaky Blinders. If you like, you know, the mystery and kind of the crime of Breaking Bad, you know, I recommend watching Ozark. And so, especially because they have new seasons coming out and don't get me started on Stranger Things because it is one of my favorites of all time. So I recommend watching Stranger Things, but that's, I'm currently watching Euphoria. So I don't want to get you know, too, too twisted with my recommendations by our next industry podcast that we do. I'm sure I will be watching a different TV series as well. Yeah. And we'll continue to update you guys on what we're watching and, you know, how we feel about it. Um, obviously it's our opinion. So, you know, it's just take it which, for what you will. Um, as far as if I had a couple movies written down for, if you're looking to go to the theater, um, I, and as a side note, I, I would recommend Encanto as well on Disney plus um, that's a, that's a movie, not a TV series, but the other movies that I'd recommend watching in the theater, if you're feeling up to go into the theater um, would be obviously Spider-Man no way home. If you haven't seen it um, at this point, if you haven't, it's probably been spoiled, but it's worth seeing anyway. Um, it sounds like scream is a, is if you're a fan of that franchise, that would be a good choice. And lastly, this is one that um, some of my family has seen. I haven't personally seen it, but I've heard great things um, actually sing Two um i've heard great things about it so that's a good one for the family um to take younger kids to potentially so um seeing spider-man and scream the three s's of a good movie weekend
Yeah, no, I, I think those are great picks. I mean, I will say, you know, if you want a little bit more extensive, you know, thoughts on screen, definitely look at my review. Um, but that is, you know, like I mentioned, that's kind of has a big fan following. So if you're a fan of those slashers or horror films, definitely go check that out. I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, an advocate for these smaller films or these independent ones, especially the ones that are being nominated. Um, I kind of have this thing where every year that they release nominations for Golden Globes or, or the Oscars, I try my best to watch every single nomination. And so far for the Golden Globes, I know that big names that stood out were Spencer um, with, with Kristen, or Kristen Stewart, uh, mm -hmm. Belfast, which was uh, Kenneth, how do you, I don't know how you say it. Kenneth Brano. Bronx. Yeah, Brano. Um, his, it was his film. Um, it's been nominated for quite a few things. And then um, I forgot her first name, but she's Jake Gyllenhaal's sister. And she also plays Rachel from The Dark Knight. The Dark, yeah, The Dark Knight, the second one. Um, uh, yeah, I forgot her name, but she actually made her directorial debut um, with The Lost Wars, which is also getting a lot of recognition. She was nominated for Best Director, which is oh, wow. awesome. So I would say Belfast, check that out because it's kind of been a, a big hype. Um, Spencer, because of Kristen Stewart's performance. But please go see Spider-Man No Way Home if you haven't seen it. I apologize for all the spoilers up to this point if you haven't, but that's also your fault. Um, and there will be new films coming out pretty soon. We're excited uh, for our next podcast to actually do a review on Harry Potter. So that's, we're going to obviously review the Harry Potter reunion, but more enticingly, we're going to review the entire series and kind of our, our deep thoughts. We're going to nitpick kind of what we didn't like. We're going to talk about what we did like, but we're very excited to go over that as well. Yeah. So that will be dropping the first Friday in February. Um, so stay tuned for that. And we have lots of exciting stuff planned for this year. Again, if you have any you know, let us know what your movies are, that you're watching right now. What are your shows? Give us recommendations. You know, we're always looking for stuff to check out. Um, if you have questions or comments, leave them in the description. Um, let us know. You know, we're more than happy to to engage and and, and learn more about this uh, passion that we all have, which is you know, film, movies, and TV. And and uh, we're looking forward to you know, hopefully hearing back from some of you guys and and taking that forward. Yeah. Oh, I guess one last recommendation, because I was actually impressed. Uh, King's Man. That was actually a really enjoyable film. Um, if you're a fan of that series, I highly recommend it. Yeah, that, that's one I'm planning on seeing, hopefully this week, because I loved the first movie. Didn't like the second one. I've been excited about this one for a while. It's been delayed a lot, so I'm excited to see this. I've heard, I've heard great things. Um, so good recommendation. That's another one in the theaters. Yeah. So. Yeah, just, just wanted to throw that in there. But yeah, thank you for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Yep, thanks so much, guys. We will see you next time. This has been Without a Mic, and we will catch you on the flip side.